You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Shalom, welcome back. Welcome to all those joining us here on Torah Anytime. Please make sure to follow to stay up to date on the latest videos. Um, the title of today's shir is The Starry Night and the Holiday of Sukkot. By the way, um, there will be a written version of this talk. And please feel free to email me, Rabbi Strum O, that's R-A-B-B-I-S-T-R-U-M, the letter O, at gmail.com. I'd be happy to send uh, to send you a copy. That way, you could print it out. You could read it over Yantif. Um, let's so let's let's begin. The Starry Night. Most people, when you hear about the Starry Night, will tell you, "Oh, I know the Starry Night." Either they actually saw it in the exhibit, or they've just heard of it because it is one of the most famous paintings in the entire world. It's from Vincent Van Gogh. He painted the Starry Night, eighteen eighty nine. And this was during his 12-month stay at an asylum, a mental illness asylum in France. And not everyone knows this, but Vincent van Gogh, who painted most of his paintings, about seven, 800 of them, um, over around a 10-year period, he, had, he suffered from tremendous mental illness. Um, he was suicidal. He, was, he had depression. Uh, they say he had epilepsy. Many different things. And the Starry Night painting, which is a fascinating painting when you look at it, it, you know, it has a big cypress tree and it has a village and it has some hills and the sky, which has some stars and the moon and the planet Venus is a very chaotic, very intense scene. The colors are very dark and cool. Um, there's not so much hope in the picture. It's it's honestly it, it's it's a little bit of a depressing picture. And art experts, professionals, analysts have over the years and decades have have talked about you know the meaning behind this and how it even links to his eventual suicide, which happened about a year after the painting. Um, and it, it's a it's a depressing it's a depressing painting. It's called the Starry Night. But in, in the in the few minutes here, I'd like to suggest that the Jewish people it, were, it really wasn't Vincent Van Gogh in the eighteen hundreds who was Mechadesh the Starry Night. He was Mechadesh in a way that was depressing. But really, the Jewish people, um, the Jewish people, and really the Torah and Hashem were the were the originators of the Starry Night. But not something that was sad and depressing that was expressed through feelings in an artwork. But rather it's talking about a time frame, a time and experience. And, you know, of course we're talking about Sukkis. The starry night and Sukkis. Let us begin, if we didn't already begin. So what's the connection between the starry night and Sukkis? Let me share with you something fascinating. I was learning through some of the halachas. I came across Shulchan Aruch 631. And if you look in Shulchan Aruch 631... He says something quite peculiar. If you look, 631.3, he says, Derech hasiruch lios kal kedeshir mimeno kochav magdolim. You're supposed to make the schach, the main part of the sukkah is the schach. That schach is supposed to be somewhat thin, kal. 
in order that you see the stars. In order that you see the stars? That seems like a strange, peculiar, what's going on type of halacha. So if you look, the source really is the Gemara and Sukkot in Yerushalmi 2.3. It says, You have to be able to see the stars from inside. If you can't see the stars, most poskim, maybe Bishami would disagree, but the poskim say, the poskim say um, it's valid. But ideally, there is this halacha to be able to see the stars from within the sukkah. Quite strange, no? So uh, we got to look in the Mishnah Bura. And the Kafachaim both quote the Prima Gadim, and they say something interesting. The Mishnah Berurah says, "By the way, this halacha that you need to see the stars, it's enough if you see it die because It's enough if it's just in one location, in one area of the sukkah." Kafachaim says the same thing, but then he adds also from the Prima Gadim, um, if you try to find the Prima Gadim inside, you might be able to find it inside. But it's hard. If you if you look on Safari, for example, they don't have it there. Um, you really have to check it out inside. Um, some of the sources are hard to read, the Prima Gadim. But again, the Mishnah is quoting him. The Kavachayim is quoting him in 631.12. So the Kavachayim says, it, and quoting the Prima Gadim, why, the, why stars? What's the idea of seeing the stars? Now, this is the first time, I believe, that we find an actual reason. He says, Sheyizkar mi bara ela, so that we we can recall mi bara ela, who created these. Mi bara ela is a verse. He doesn't quote the whole thing, but it's really coming from a verse, a pasuk in Yeshaya 40, 26. The pasuk says, maybe you've heard it before, maybe not. If you haven't, you'll hear it now. If you did, it's Chazar. Lift your eyes from on high, and see who created these. What are these? These refer to the stars. It says, the Pasuk continues, He calls each one by name. It's a reference to the stars. You know, we think of stars as infinite. It doesn't end. But the fact that Hashem can call each one by name shows that Hashem created them. So, the word Ela is a reference to the stars. It's interesting, the word Ela, Ela is Gematria 36, and Ela means, is a reference to the stars. And Ela has a lot of depth and meaning in, in terms of its connection with illumination, with light. Because the numerical value of Ela is 36. We know there are 36 candles that we light over Hanukkah. We know the 36 corresponds to the 36 hours that the Oregonas, the, the hidden light that allowed you to see from one end of the world to the other. That was around for 36 hours. 36 is very deep. Um, and so, okay, so the Kafachaim says, okay, so we're supposed to create the sukkah in a way where we see the stars. Today, that way you remember, you recall, uh, mi bara ela. What is going on? And I wanted to take this a step further. We find that it's not just the stars that are referred to as ela. It's the Jewish people as well. If you look at the very, you don't have to look far, just open to the first Pasuk in Shemos. It says, ve'ela. We say that word again. Ve'ela Shemos b'nei Yisrael. And these are the names of the children of Israel. Do you remember what Rashi says? Look at that Rashi. Rashi right there, often art on the spot, says, you know why he counted them again? You know why Hashem loves counting us? Ve'ele shemos b'nei Yisrael. Lehodiyachibasam. 
to show how much, how dear, to show how beloved the Jewish people are to Hashem, and that they are compared to the stars. And Rashi brings that same pasuk in Isaiah forty twenty six. Shemotziim, because what does Hashem do with the stars? He brings them out. Machnisa v'mismar shuzli and calls them by name. Shemar as it says, Shemotziim v'mismar tzvam lechulam shushemikar. He calls them each one, each one by name. And just like he calls each star by name, Ela, he calls each Ela, each of the stars by name. So too Ela ve'Ela Shemos b'nei Yisrael. He calls each of us by our names. The Jewish people are also called Ela. The stars are called Ela, and the Ela Shemos so the Jewish people are called Ela. We are we are Kochavim, we are compared to the stars. It represents the the love, that bond that we have with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And so if you think about it, it it's it it's really amazing this halacha that we're supposed to have the stars visible in the sukkah, the idea is we got to keep our heads up. You see, in, in the Pashat is a reference to us being able to see the celestial stars up in heaven. But homiletically, as we're saying now, to lift our heads up and to be able to see ourselves as those stars because we are taka nimshalulukayichavim. And yes, that exists, that love between Hashem and us exists, but sometimes we don't feel it, and sometimes we don't recognize it, and sometimes we don't talk about it and embrace it. But on Sukkot, when like the Arizal says, we are in the embrace of Hashem, that it's a hug, the three and a half wall, three, um, the three walls and the tefah wall, are create that hug between us and Hashem, between Hashem and us. This is a time to see ourselves as those stars. So we create the Sukkot in a way that it has a little bit of a crack in top, that we could see the stars up in heaven, which reminds us of who we are at our core. We are that star. We have incredible co-hosts. We have incredible um, capabilities. We are nimshlulukohavim. Hashem loves us, and it's time for us to love us as well. And when we feel that inner kedushan, inner holiness, and inner godless, that creates what the festival is all about. It creates a sman chasenu. When we are, when we are in touch with our core, with who we are and what we are, it creates a sense of stability, a sense of joy and happiness. And so, yeah, we and Sukkot reminds us to keep our heads up. It's Sukkot Shem Haschach. It's the main thing is what's up, what's on top, what's above me. And in that Schach, that's where the Halacha is, to be able to see the stars. To look at the Schach and see through the Schach to see the stars and ultimately see ourselves as those stars. Internally to see ourselves, to lift ourselves up, lift our heads up high and, and feel that innate Kedusha. So yeah, most people in the world, when you tell them about the starry night, they're going to think about depression and sadness and about that, that, that painting of, of Vincent van Gogh just a year before his, his, his suicide. And it represents the turbulence and the winds, whatnot. But the Jewish people have our own starry night, and that is the night, Sukkot. Sukkot is our starry night. It's that night where we go out in the Sukkah and we could see through and see those stars, seeing ourselves as those stars, seeing ourselves in the embrace of Hashem and seeing ourselves as holy and 
pure. May Hashem um, let us see that within ourselves. Knowing that Hashem loves us, let's learn to love us as well and to feel confident. Don't be so hard on yourself. And like I said, if you would like a, a copy of this in written form, please email me at rabbistrumo at gmail.com. In general, I'd love to hear back from you. Any feedback um, is more than welcome. Thank you so much. I hope you have an amazing Chag and see yourself as that star. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.